Namaste. Welcome to Buddha's teaching. My name is Soti Tim. First of all, I'd like to pay respect to the Triple Gems. I'd like to pay respect to the Buddha. I'd like to pay respect to the Dharma. And I'd like to pay respect to the Sangha. Hello again, everyone. Hope everyone is doing fine, doing okay. Okay, at least you are all right. I believe because you're here with with me. You're here with everyone. So here we are. Today I want to go over um the. The other part that I have not, I did not get to talk about in the previous episode regarding the sixth sense. Okay, this is sense number six, which is inside the the central CPU that I often refer to as. Okay, in my previous episode. I have covered about the five senses, right? The five gates, open gates, guard gates, gates with guards, and also I talk about the advisor that are next to the king. So today, I would like to cover about the advisor next to the king, which is our six. Sense, our sense number six. Because that is where decision, um, are being made. That is where our different feeling, our different emotion. Um, is generated. That's where the the, the action is taking place. So. Before I get to that, I like to answer to one of the questions that uh, I received in in uh, in a message regarding grief. Regarding when you when you lost someone, and you are having pain, you're feeling the pain inside, which is that's where I'm talking about. The pain is inside, right? The pain is where the sixth sense is, uh, where the sixth sense reside. The uh, the 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 decision maker, okay. The sixth sense, the one that is next to the king, or next to the mind itself. So, before. I go over that. So take a listen to this uh, message. How do you? Uh, how do you? Um, how do I say? How how will I say it? Cope with grief. Uh, my wife died. I lived with her forty two years, and I have such a grief. <laughs> so how do you cope with that? Thank you. <laughs> so, as you can hear, um, he has a lot of pain, and my condolences to you. Uh, I'm gonna call you, Mr. Stephen. Okay. So, Mr. Stephen, my condolences to you. Sorry about your loss. Okay, and from what I hear, I know you have a very, you have had very beautiful life with your wife for four or forty-two years. That is very special. That is very beautiful. One thing that you should know 
that not many people have the chance of having beautiful relationship of 42 years like you. So with that, at least you should be happy with what you have had with you know with your wife with your beloved wife okay so that is the kind of memory that you should want to bring up within you okay you know that she has gone there is no way that you can bring her back correct you know that okay but it is normal that we all feel the pain when we lose someone that we love especially when we love so dearly when we love so much you know like you you love your wife so much and that's why you have so much pain so this is why we all need to understand about our mind how our mind works okay so from what i hear in your message um i believe you have not really uh, got to listen much or got to study much about buddha's teaching okay so i have mentioned this story a couple of times at least in previous episodes um, about a story couple of stories but i'm gonna just bring one back up about story of this um, lady this is back during buddha's time and she is she was a single mom right and she was a single mom and she had a son a son was probably uh, before uh, not even 10 years you know of age yet but she had a lot of hope for her son right and her son was the only hope that she had and the only love that she had unfortunately her son got sick and died okay and to her to to the mother she feel like she had lost everything okay she just could not accept the death of her only son okay her only hope in life she lost everything that's what she felt like okay she could not accept the fact that her son you know had passed away so she went from house to house carrying her her son's um, dead body asking people for help and everyone knew that nobody can help right nobody can bring um, a dead person back to life nobody but come well you know but she just she was completely lost totally lost she was in such a pain okay um so the villagers felt so bad for her and they told her say hey um we know of one person who may be able to help you and she said and then when she heard that word she opened her eyes big right it's like there's something that she could say you know she, she want to hear and she said who 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 could help and the villagers say buddha go to see the buddha okay the buddha can probably help you so she was so black glad she was so happy to you know to go so with carrying her son's dead body she went to see the buddha okay when she kept come to see the buddha the buddha knew right away that you know um it's difficult to talk um you know uh, to teach 
um, a person, when a person in that mind, when a person's mind is in that kind of uh, in that kind of state, that is not able to to comprehend. So the Buddha said to the to the to the lady, he said, "Okay, you can put down your son's body here. I can help you." With that, with that single word, the mother w- was so happy. She was ecstatic. She said, "Oh, the Buddha could help me bring my son back to to life." She was so ecstatic. She was so happy. She said. But the Buddha said, but there is a condition. Okay? And the, the woman said, yeah, I will do whatever, Lord Buddha. As long as you, know, you can bring my sons back to life, I will do whatever uh, condition that you, uh, you, want, you ask me to do. Okay? So the Buddha said, okay, you go back to the village and get some sesame seed okay you go you go ask for some sesame seed from anyone in the village okay so the woman said okay that's simple enough i can go get some sesame seed but the buddha went on and said but here is the condition whatever household you go to get the sesame seed from, make sure you ask them that in their family, they never had anyone who had passed away. Okay? You make sure that that household have to have not a single person who had passed away. That's the only seed that I can, that I can use to bring your, your son's life uh, back to life, okay. So that is the condition, and the woman agreed, and she hurried back into the village. She went to uh, it one family and asked for the sesame seed. They say yes, sure, I can give you some. I have sesame seed, and then the woman said, "Oh wait, 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 wait. Um, I have to ask you a question." Uh, have you had anyone in your family that had passed away? Um, because if you have, then I cannot take that seat. It's be, the seat is is useless. Then the family said, "Oh, uh, yes, a parent had passed away a few years back." So the the woman said, "Oh, uh, I cannot take that seat." Then, then she went to the next to another house. Asked the same, and that house also said, "Oh, we have my my uncle, also passed away a few years back," and then she went to another door. Another door said, "Oh, I have a brother who passed away, or I had a sister, or I had a grandchild. My grandson passed away, um, my niece passed away, and all that." So, she went, and now she becoming she's getting. Uh, you know, be uh, worried so that, and but she keep going, from one house to the next, asking for sesame seed, and uh, the villagers they all have sesame seed. But the thing is, the condition they cannot meet, is that the every single household, had someone. Rare relatives, or, their friends, or you know their spouse, always have someone who had passed away. Okay? After spending the whole day throughout the village looking for special sesame seed from families who never had anyone pass away, she could not find one. By the evening time, she sat down and come to a realization. Okay, she sat down by herself and she came to a realization that, oh, my son is not the only one. Okay, 
everyone had gone through this loss. Either they lost their, they also they lost their son or they lost their daughter. They lost their parents or they lost their wife or their, uh, their husband, grandparents or brothers and sisters. Everyone had have lost in their family. Not a single family that I have asked today had no loss. This is the message that the Buddha wanted her to figure out for herself. See, it has to come from inside each and every one of us. The understanding come from inside. She got to this, she got to realize after the whole day and now that she calmed down a little bit, you know, after a whole day work, she's calmed down. And then she come to that realization that, okay, now I get the message. What the Buddha was trying to tell me is that nobody can bring back um, the, the, the person who has already died. Right? So, death is normal. Death is part of nature. Death is part of life. That is the lesson that the Buddha was uh, uh, showed to her by letting her figure out by herself. Okay? So now that she realized that, and she went back to see the Buddha, and get down and bow to the Buddha and say, Buddha, Lord Buddha, I think now I understand your message. And that's when the Buddha said, yes, that is correct, my dear. There is no one that can escape this death. And death can come at any age. It doesn't matter how old or how young you you're at. There is no uh, there is no um, guarantee how old, how young you live to be. When it happens, it happens. So this is what life is all about. And the the lady accept what the 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 fact accepted the truth and she proceed to do the funeral for her son and come back to the Buddha and become a bhikkhu ni and she ordained with the Buddha and become a a female monk at that time and she went to learn the Dharma from the Buddha. Okay, so that is just a little uh, story I just want to bring back. Okay, so back to you, Mr. Um, uh, Stephen. I know you are in a lot of pain, but just like I said, that is part of life, right? As we all know, as you all, you also yourself know, you know, she, I know you probably have also other uh, family members who had passed away before. Could it's possible that maybe it's your parents or your grandparents or even, you know, somebody in your household before. Okay, so the reason that you have so much pain is because you don't want to let go. Okay, so another word, you are fighting the inevitable. Okay, you are fighting something that you cannot avoid. Instead, you should be happy. Okay. You should be happy of what you, what you have. 
right? Of what you had, you had forty two happy years with her. Now that is something to celebrate. Not something that to cry over. Okay, not something to cry over. That is something beautiful that you should celebrate. You say, "Wow, what a beautiful memory we had together." Now that she's gone, and it's okay, because that's how it is. That's what it is. Okay, you cannot bring her back. No one can. Okay, so this is something that you have to come to understand that this is what life is all about. If there is no death, there is no life. Okay, life and death is a pair. Okay, we are the generation as you already know. Yes, new generation come, old generation goes. Right. There are many generations before us, thousands and thousands of generations have walked on this planet. They all have loved ones. Okay, they all have loved ones. Millions and billions of people before us have walked this planet. Where are they now? They all gone. Okay, they all gone. The new generation come, the old generation go. You are in a generation. I'm in a generation. We are just one part of the wave. Okay, there's new wave behind us, and we are gonna go crashing onto the seashore. Sometime, don't know when, but eventually we all go. We all go. We all head that way. Right, right, Mister Stephen, you understand this part. I'm very sure you understand this part. So, this is nature. You are nature. I am nature. Nothing is permanent, right? That is one of the teaching the Buddha taught. Impermanence. Nothing is permanent. Okay, nothing is permanent. Things are changing. Things are evolving all the time. You cannot hold on to anything to something that is always changing. It's not possible. You are changing right now also. And you will change again tomorrow. You will change the next day. Your mind will change too, and your body, your physical form, will also change, and is changing as we speak. Okay, so the reason that you have so much pain, it is due to attachment. Okay, it is due to attachment, the attachment that you have, and you don't want to let go. And that is the reason, okay. That is the reason. So that's why we, who study Buddha's teaching, we learn about what attachment is, and what attachment can do to us. You see, you now you know what attachment can do to you. Attachment can bring us big suffering. Tremendous suffering. That's the reason why we learn what attachment is, and we learn okay, what is it? The process that we need to do about letting go of this attachment. Right? Attachment come, attachment go. So how do we let go of attachment? Okay. I hope you have. Uh, if you have not yet, you know, you can go back and study. And listen to some of my previous episode. I've talked um, quite a few times about attachment. Okay, how do you let go of attachment? Okay, you have to understand. Um, attachment comes from what? 
come from something from our desire. Okay, we desire something, and when desire something, we cling on to it. Okay, and when we cling on to it because we don't want to let go, right? So it comes from desire. Okay, in other words, this the desire which is one of the poison that the Buddha taught that among the three poison, right? The three and the three poisons are what well, the three poisons are greed, which is desire, okay, anger or hatred and ignorance. Those are the three poisons. And why we call them the three poison? Because poison give us suffering. As you are experiencing right now, you are poison. You are poisoned. Your mind is poisoned. Okay, by desire, a desire of not of of want of wanting her to stay with you, the desire to not to let go. Because when you have desire, you cannot see the truth. Okay, desire blinds us. Desire is is a blindfold. Desire will not let us see the truth. The truth of the matter is that life changes, life evolves, and life breaks down. And when this time comes, you have to let go. There's nothing else that you can do. Okay, just that I said. Instead, be happy with the time that you had. Those are the moment that you should cherish, and that you should hold dear with you. Okay, so this is my message. This is my answer to you. Uh, Mr. Stephen, uh, hopefully, um, hopefully, you understand what I'm talking about here, and I hope you open up more, and listen more, and learn more about Buddha's teaching. Okay, and we call it the Dharma. So the Dharma is all about our mind, right? So. Okay, now I'm gonna continue with what I have started earlier regarding the sixth sense. Okay, the sixth sense or the central CPU or the decision making that we have that makes us feel uh, sad, that make us cry, like Mister Stephen, that make us. Uh, feel the pain, okay, that make us laugh, that make us, uh, you know, angry, uh, depressed or whatnot, okay, so that where the sixth sense is, the decision maker, okay. In my previous episode, I mentioned about the five senses, the gates that are out there, around, uh, around us, uh, the gate that receive that perceive information. Now the sixth sense. The sixth sense is in here. Okay, now the sixth sense is where you accumulate memories. Okay. So the sixth sense works in tandem in a way um, between your memory, which is stored inside your body, including your brain. Okay, your brain is where a lot of memory as are being stored, but also your entire body has memory. Okay, every single cell in our body has memory. Okay, um, when we touch something. We know right away what it is, so even the skin, the very little, every single spore, uh, it has memory. Okay, 
but our brain has the most store the most memory because um about you know different it's a different kind of memory that is stored in our brain right the the the, the memory from what we learn from what we experience um in life from what we go to school from education you know that those that kind of memory is stored in our brain so the six our six sense where our feeling is generated okay works with the memories okay it uses memories as the base as a foundation to to make decision okay so for example when when we start out as babies um our brain is still developing we have not stored anything much right into our memory into our brain so that's why when you see baby the baby see things they have they, they in in their in their eyes they have a lot of question even though the first when they first come to realize your face or the parents face they don't know who the who that person is they just see okay and they, they they start to collect the memory from by seeing over and over again and it registered into the brain and the next time when the baby open their eyes again they see the same face facial structure and it um match it with what the brain have stored and now they become accustomed to that the, to that face and now the baby remember okay that face you see so and from that there's inside the babies already have well when they're too small but when they become toddler when they when the baby start to show feeling as you know they like and dislike okay when they when they get to the age probably around uh probably six months and and up they they know what they start to to comprehend a little bit at a time about what is good and what is not now they know how to laugh they know how to they know how to cry from fear and things like that. So now they start to uh, understand the world a little bit, right? So at that time, for example, let's say now that they become accustomed or familiar with with the parents' face. And if, okay, for most of the time, the parents are very, very uh, nice to their babies, right? They take care of the baby. They love the baby. They they nurture the baby. They give uh, the baby, um, you know, all kinds of love and attention, and you know, and all that. But let's say for for one or two cases, parents who don't really care much about the babies. Okay, uh, they don't really pay attention, or they, or sometimes even. In some cases, remote cases, there are even parents or maybe even, let's say, um, what you call, what you call the word, the baby that is born out of a wedlock or something like that, right, that the parents don't want or the grandparents don't like. So when that baby's, but they don't know what to do with the baby, and when the baby grew up, the innocent baby got the the instead of got the the love and affection from the people who raised them they receive this hateful feeling from the, from them right for no reason the baby have no clue yet they the baby just feel that it's not being loved okay and there are cases like that. There are cases like that. 
okay the baby feel that they that the baby is not being loved by the parents or by the grandparents or you know whoever raised them and the baby remember right so when 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 the baby grow up a little bit and when they open up their eyes they see the same they see the same uh uh face the the reaction come from inside is automatic if if the baby is being raised in a loving environment the baby would smile when the baby see the face of the parents but if the baby is not raised okay in a loving environment in a neglected environment when the baby see the same face the baby becomes fearful become frightful right because the baby probably went through some kind of physical abuse pain body pain and stuff inflict being inflicted on them the 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 body remember the body has memory also and the brain also store memory so the reaction is according to the memory right so another word what i'm saying here is that our feeling our sixth sense is based on a lot on the memory that we accumulate as its foundation okay not a hundred percent all the time but a lot of time memories are being used as the foundation of our feeling and of course as we encounter new experience then we develop new feelings towards whatever subject or object it is that we have never experienced before and we'll, we'll, we keep collecting new memories new experiences right and from that we keep accumulating okay so that is how our feeling uh, is being generated a lot of time right so that's where our sixth sense is so the sixth sense <clears throat> receive the information from the, the five senses okay so and then from the from that the sixth sense do the comparison do the search in the memory banks right do the search in the memory bank okay that face do i know that face or no if it's a yes all right so did i like that face before if it is a yes then it generate the oh okay that's a face i like i know before and i and and i had pleasant feeling with that face so automatically the six cent generate a a not right uh not uh an okay and then generate a smile a smile back to the person right so if you see a person that you don't like right away the memory bank is is access and yeah i know that person and that person is somebody i don't like so the sixth sense develop this decision of dislike and boom the the reaction and, and the 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 uh the body expression happens accordingly okay the mind is fast like that when when it like somebody or it doesn't like somebody 
dictate the behavior or the expression or the, the movement of the body. Okay, and it shows up in, in the face, in, in, in the way we move. Okay, but this thing takes place very fast. Okay, if we don't pay attention to all these kind of details, we would not know how the mind works. So this is how the mind works. Okay, so like we cry. Okay, we cry because we have this negative feeling about something, right? Because of, we, of this attachment or about uh, some kind of dislike or sadness. Okay, and it's based on a lot of time, like in case of Mr. Stephen, it's based on attachment. Okay, and, and of course, it's based on the memories. Okay, the memory of the loving memories that you want to keep on going. Okay, the, the, mem the loving memory that you keep on, that you want to keep it going on and on and on. And that is the problem that when it doesn't happen the way that our mind wants, then our mind gets upset. See, um, like in in the Mister Stevens case, he cried. He's in pain. You were in pain, Mister Steven, because you had a loving relationship imagine if someone do not have a loving relationship with their spouse or what or whoever if the person passed away you think they cry they don't or maybe just a little bit maybe they a little bit sad but that's about it. See, it depends on how much of a good memory that you had with the person or how much of a bad memory. Now, think the other way. If you flip things around, if it's somebody you don't like and that somebody passed away, you can be even sometimes be happy. I'm not talking about you, Mr. Stephen. I'm talking to, in, in general, that for most of us, lay people, let's say if we hate someone so much, sometimes even we have ill wish for them. Okay? I'm sure you hear this, oh, I wish, you know, he get hit by a truck. See, that kind of ill wishing. I wish he died. Things like that. Because we have bad memories. Right? So, memories, good or bad, and the sixth sense make decision on that, and it generates feeling. You see? And this feeling comes and goes. Alright? The feeling that you all have right now, whether you have good feeling or bad feeling, they all come and they all go depending on their condition. There's nothing permanent. Today, yes, you lost someone, you're sad. Okay? After a while, you become all normal. Okay? Today, let's say you lost a thousand dollars. You lost your iPhone, your car got wrecked, let's say, you're upset, okay? Tomorrow, something else happened, the upset feeling is gone. You are something else completely different, totally different. Why? Because that's how the mind works. You see? The mind change, right? Our mind change due to circumstances. It's not permanent. 
your mind, my mind, is all changing all the time. Right after this talk, right after you listen to this, you go do something, your mind completely changed. You do something else totally different. See, you see how this impermanence thing that's happening? Now, the only way that you become, you can become, I guess, sane or become more um, humble, more relaxed, is when you become aware of these mental activities that we have, that our mind have, due to the ex- different experiences that we encounter every moment of our lives. And then we start to realize what is this feeling that we have. Okay, the feeling that we have here. What is this being happy? What is this being sad, anxious? What is this? Uh, you know, you don't feel uh, comfortable, agitated. What is that feeling? Okay, look for it, search for it, and you will see it's all based on a disturbed mind, a mind that is looking for something and it didn't, it didn't get. The mind that is full of desire. Right? And desires create def- uh, defilement, create clinging, create attachment. Now, that does not mean that you should try to eliminate all your desire. There's no way you can do that. Okay? Don't try to control yourself as I will not have desire. It doesn't work that way. Instead, understand what desire is. Okay? Understand what desire is. When desire arises in your mind, you notice, ah, I have desire. My desire is to have this, not to have that. And that's why when this desire arises, and then I did not get what I want, then the desire mind becomes upset. Okay, now I understand what how desire works. You don't need to control it. Because we are human beings. Desire arise, desire go away. Once you understand this, it's the same thing as you standing at the beach. You watch the wave come and you watch the wave disappear. Desire come, desire go. There's no need to control it. But instead, understanding it, that's how you become released. Because now there's no more desire within you. With understanding, there is no more desire. It's just evaporated by itself. There's no need for control. There's no need for control. Try not to laugh. Try not to cry. Try not to whatever. There's no need to control any of those feelings. But instead, by understanding how they all happen, then you will be relaxed. You will be free. That's how you become liberated. That's how you become detached by itself and not by trying, by not, not by forcing, but by direct and understanding of the different phenomena that is happening, that is arising and falling. It's the only way. Without understanding, 
there is no way that you can control your mind. Your mind is not something that you can control. But it can be understand, can understood. And then you become friend with it because you understand it. Okay? Once you understand it, you become friend with it. And you become free from it. No more attachment. And there, that is your sixth sense. Okay? Once you understand how the sixth sense works, you are the king. The sixth sense is your advisor next to you. Your advisor can give you the information. Your advisor can, can tell you it wants to do this, it wants to do that. But you're there, the king. You realize, okay, that's, what the, that's the job of the advisor. Okay? That is the job of the advisor. That's why they call him advisor, because that's what they do. The mind arises with greed, with anger, and all that. That's what the mind does. But now, you become aware of it. You are the king. Now you can see how it works. Whether you want to go along with your advisor, whether you want to go along with your feelings, now you're in control. It is up to you. Okay? Before understanding your own mind, you are always under the control of your own mind. You are always under the control of your own advisor, the CPU, the decision maker, the sixth sense. But now that you understand how it works, you say to yourself, advisor, you do what you, you do best. You can desire, you can become angry, you can become whatever you want to feel, a different feeling. But let me observe it. Let me do the decision making instead of going along with whatever the advisor say all the time. You can choose. Or you don't have or you don't have to, you don't need to, and just be still. That's how you become liberated. Okay, that's what I like to share with you all today. Until next time, bless everyone. Namaste.